You're listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. The first day after the volcano, no, it must have been the Monday. Mm. The volcano happened on a Saturday, so Sunday everything's closed. And then Monday, it was just the most incredible day of work. I think it was seeing people come up the pathway and through the pharmacy door that I didn't know if they were still alive or not because I know that they lived on the coast and I know that the tsunami had hit those areas very hard and to see them walking up the path was just so amazing and then we were COVID free then so we could give them a hug and ask them how they are and what they needed and they needed everything because they'd lost everything apart from the clothes on their back and so just getting supplies from the pharmacy a lot of people needed their regular medicines as well as um, basic you know toothbrush and deodorant and a lot of people needed sunglasses because the ash was in the air and it was very irritating for your eyes and it was also very bright and sunny um, for a few weeks after the volcano so um, we were happy to be able to give those people who'd lost everything just told them to take whatever they needed they had no way to pay but that was fine we we wanted to do what we could for the people that came in well that's really amazing work to be honest there Jasmine and um, it's you know it's a testament to how important it is um, your work that you're doing because you are the the chief pharmacist at the um, city mission pharmacy and clinic or the city mission clinic in Nokolofa. so uh, tell our, our listeners and viewers um, who are not familiar with the work that, that you do and um, yeah Uh, a bit about it oh um so the village mission clinic and pharmacy is a is a not non-for-profit organization and it was set up 38 years ago by dr glennis murphy who's a kiwi married to a tongan and um, they ran it from the house in the village hateho for many years and um, there's been a lot of great staff like yourself mina that have come and volunteered here over the years and we have a great Tongan staff as well and working together with them has been really fantastic and um, yeah we try to have a reliable supply of the medicines that people need Um, the logistics of getting medicines to Tonga is quite difficult Um, for example in New Zealand you can get medicines delivered twice a day to the pharmacy but here in Tonga it's more like once a month Mm. and they take many weeks to arrive Mm. Um, but yeah it's really good challenge and good to be able to provide that service to the community and um, have um, staff that are well trained to explain to people how to use their medicine safely and make sure that they know um, what they need to do. So, by the way, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking to Jasmine Dodge, the um, Christchurch-born, um, Tongan-based, Tongan-based pharmacist who is talking to me about her experience um, dealing with the volcanic eruption that took place in January this year. But now we're talking about um, her experience, her work. Uh, she's just celebrated 10 years being in Tonga, working 
in the pharmacy as a pharmacist. It's a great effort, massive effort. And actually, um, just talking to me about the um, the setup and how long it's been going for, 38 years in the um, in Tonga and established by a, a man who is Kiwi, who is married to a Tongan lady, um, Glenis Murphy. And how... How did you end up in Tonga? Um, I always felt um, like God wanted me to do something with my life that was in another country, in another culture. And um, when I trained as a pharmacist, I didn't, I didn't know if there was any opportunities to use those skills um, in another country. I thought it might be quite difficult because a big part of pharmacy is the communication and um, doing that in another language would definitely be a challenge. But mm. um, when I saw this job advertised, they were looking for any qualified pharmacists to come um, for any length of time. So I thought, oh, why not? I'll give it a go. And I really love it. It's my dream job. And I love being based in the community, um, working alongside Tongan staff and learning Tongan language and culture yeah. and providing a service that the community really appreciates because over the years we've got very busy and it's been great to see how people yeah need that and enjoy coming in yeah so tell us a bit about um the why um you've decided to stay for 10 years because that is such a long time to stay in a uh, in a country that is foreign and don't you miss home? <laughs> oh, it's um, it's quite easy to stay here, actually. Is it? It's uh, yeah. It's it would be hard to leave. It's a great place to live and work, and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, of course, I miss family, especially at the moment when the border's been closed for two years, so I can't go back to New Zealand and visit and be able to come back to Tonga. But, um, yeah, the rewards of working here, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's not for everybody, but the lifestyle suits me and, yeah, yeah I really, I really like it. So, um, so when did you actually move to Tonga? I moved to Tonga in March 2012. March 2012. And what was it like at the time? Obviously, it's really different to how it is now. Um, maybe just give us a bit of a glimpse as to um, what the pharmacy was like, the clinic, and how is it now? Um, it was quieter then. A lot less um, variety of medicines and things available for people in the pharmacy. Mm. Um Thought a lot of things are similar as well. Uh, friendly people that I'm working with and a great community of friends to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, swimming and enjoying all the beach trips and tropical fruit and those kind of things. Uh, simple life, but it's a good life. And it's been very interesting watching a country develop, like mm-hmm. things like the internet and very useful things are getting much better every year (laughs) did you have internet uh 10 years ago uh yes we had we had internet but it was very slow i remember my 
my monthly internet plan was 3.5 gigabytes and I couldn't use it in a month. It was not possible to use 3.5 gigabytes because wow. it was too slow. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. So, yeah, you definitely wouldn't have been able to do anything like this back then. Wow, goodness. If you think about how slow it is, we will probably tear our heads out. Can't, can't <laughs> So, um, so you were saying that it was quite quiet and um, so not a lot of people know or knew about this, but now you, people do know about it and you are non-for-profit. So how do you upkeep this, this mission and this sort of, I, I'm dare to say business because it's almost like a business, but you are non-for-profit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the clinic and the pharmacy are businesses that are owned by a board of trustees. Mm. Um, so they don't take any money from it, but it's fully self-sustaining. Mm. Um, so people do pay to see the doctor and to buy medicines in which we try and keep the prices as low as possible so that many people can afford it. And over the years, we've been able to build up the supply of what we have, the services that we have available and the supply of medicines so that there's more variety of things available for people in Tonga. And we're not the only pharmacy here. There are other pharmacies as well. So it's um, been good to contribute to the health system here. So are you the only non-for-profit pharmacy in um, the city? Yes, so you were saying that you were trying to keep the prices low. Are you talking about compared to other pharmacies who are running for profit? So your main objective is to provide um, medicine and treatment um, and services that are slightly lower in costs uh, compared to other places in the in the uh, city. That's very interesting because I don't feel like. The cost is the main reason why people come here. Of course, it is for a lot of people. It's uh, a lower cost. Medicines are, are fantastic, and it let them they enable people to be able to pick up their regular medicines every month mm. rather than just sometimes when they can afford it. Um, but the, there are free medicines available through the government supply. So the basic things are all available for free. But I feel like people come here because they really want um, good service and good communication. They want to be able to ask questions and um, ask to help them with anything that they're concerned about, uh, as well as being able to afford the medicines. So, yeah. How is it living in Tonga as a pharmacist and keeping up with all the training and competency um, uh, as someone who um, runs a clinic, I mean, what's made available for you? This is more of a, yeah, how do you keep up with, with the developments of the pharmacy world? It's, it's very easy now that internet is better. <laughs> yeah, I <bet>. Things are <laughs> online anyway, so I feel like I have access to almost all of the same resources as a New Zealand pharmacist would. Um, it's, I mean, not the in-person conferences and things like that, but all of the online resources, I can access them. So, yeah, it's pretty great. So how do you get your medications? Because I, I suppose you were saying that it's quite a challenge to get medicine. It's not sort of an overnight or in two hours um, compared to pharmacies here in, in Auckland or in, in other places in New Zealand. They can get, they can make an order online and 
two hours later, three hours later, they can get their medications. Where do you get your medicines actually from and why does it take so long? Uh, our medicines actually come from a, a wholesaler in Napier um, just because they were the um, company that partnered with the pharmacist that started up the pharmacy mm-hmm. and they provide a really excellent service um, but then the medicines have to go from Napier to Auckland and they have to wait for a flight. It used to be easier because there was multiple flights per day and per week, but since the border closed, there's only one flight per week. So if the shipment misses that once a week flight, it has to wait till the following week Mm. um, to be able to get on a flight. The flight's only three hours, so that's not the problem. Um, There's also a COVID requirement that anything that arrives in the country will be quarantined for 72 hours. Uh, So then it has to wait 72 hours once it gets here, and then it's usually the weekend, so it waits another two days, and then we have to wait for customs and clearing through customs and then delivery and things like that. So I did an urgent order of some formula for a sick baby in December and it took three weeks to arrive and I was so nervous the entire time because I was like I know they had a little bit of stock here but they really needed that as soon as possible and it was very hard to wait knowing that there was a little newborn baby requiring this special food and Mm. things situations like that really Mm. um, it never gets boring this job there's always challenges and struggles and things to um, learn and new new ways of doing things and during COVID the prices of shipping have got very very expensive so we're also getting a lot by sea freight um, as well but that takes about two months two and a half three months sometimes before it arrives so when you get an order back in the pharmacy it's usually gigantic because you're like I'm gonna make an order I don't know when I'll get be able to get it again <laughs> yes so it's like Christmas when the boxes arrive. <laughs> so, um, do you? So we also get some medications from um, a an non-for-profit organisation here in Auckland. Um, I can't, for the life of me, remember its name. I I do remember it sending out medications to you. Yes, we get some from we get donated medicines through Medical Aid Abroad. That's right. And yes. um, they have branches in Christchurch and in Auckland, and they're fantastic. We send them a list of what we need. The donated medicines are mainly things that people would struggle to afford to buy um, regularly if they're yep. medicines they need to take um, on a regular basis, and also equipment for the clinic like an ECG machine, a bed, a wheelchair, just a lot of great things. So um, we're very thankful to all the pharmacies in New Zealand that help get those donated things from the pharmacy to Medical Aid Abroad and all the volunteers at Medical Aid Abroad who help get them from there to all the clinics around the world that they help supply and we manage that supply very carefully, making sure that we we use it um, wisely and make sure that not, none of it's expired, goes to waste, um, so that we get the full benefit for the people here that need it. Gosh, it's so good to hear that medications can be recycled and taken to 
places like Tonga where it can be made to really good use rather than sending it to the to the trash and um, in fact I know the medical aid abroad crew and uh, they do such a great job with their um, work obviously and their mission and um, in pharmacies of course sending as you're saying sending medications to medical aid to help places like Tonga especially at a time like now with 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 having such a need for um, medical supplies and medical um, treatments and things like that it's just so vital so you being there is so good and them sending things to you is so good isn't it just uh, it's just fabulous and so glad that these sort of agencies are set up to be able to provide relief for people who need it the most and um, for, I just want to um, touch on a bit about um, your experience as a pharmacist in Tonga and I would like you to speak to people who might um, you know someone who's thinking gosh I wonder if I should give um, a two months three months you know um, experience in Tonga to work and to, to to help at the pharmacy or to be even as a doctor or a nurse um, or a pharmacy technician I'm not too sure what's it like but can you tell us from a um, medical point of view um, what is it like to work there especially um, I was going to say pre-COVID maybe you can say pre-COVID because COVID has really changed a lot of things it's actually quite hard for me to remember what it's like working in other places yes <laughs> I've been doing this job for 10 years now and it's been four years since I've done any work in New Zealand yeah. um, before COVID I used to come back and work um, a month every year if I could on the years that I could yeah. um, but it's, yeah it's it's great I think that the doctors that have come and volunteered here they've said that they've found it very rewarding um, we're especially looking for people that would like to train the local staff mm. in the area of expertise that they so that we can keep going on after they leave with their good things mm. and I'm always looking for pharmacists that want to come so I can have a holiday and it's always nice um, there's a there are other pharmacists there are probably 10 to 15 pharmacists in Tonga but all of us work full-time, so there's no pool of people we can rely on to um, come and work while we have uh, time off, so that's always great. How many, yes. how, so, um, so how many pharmacists have come up and worked in the, uh, in the clinic so far? Do you, have you, do you have a count over the last 10 years? A lot. I yep. mean, even before I arrived, there were so many in the years that the clinic and the pharmacy were running before I arrived. I, have, I haven't added up the total, but there's been, yeah, really great people and they become good friends as well. Has it been easy to get pharmacists to work in Tonga or has it been um, a challenge? It's, it's a lot of admin to communicate with people and get the timing right so that um, their time in Tonga fits in with um, their other responsibilities in life. Mm. And um, it's hard to remember, actually, because it's been two years now since we've done it. But, mm. yeah, I remember 2020, I had six pharmacists all lined up to come 
because I needed to work in New Zealand for two months to keep my annual practicing certificate. So I had them lined up to come either two at a time so they could work together or and overlapping with the next person um, for a good solid block. And that was quite a lot of work to organize it to all fit in so nicely. And then the border closed and all of the travels were cancelled. So uh, I was like, okay, I guess I'll stay here then. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what it'll be like setting it up in the future again. Yeah, I assume there's a lot of, yeah, paperwork and things involved. But um, what do you know when the borders will open in Tonga? No, we don't know. Hmm. Sure. And what's what's it like in Tonga now with the COVID, the COVID response and the infections and uh, the way that the the island is responding? I mean, it, how bad is it now? Um, we have a lot of COVID here in the community at the moment, um, but we have been very blessed because we've had two years to prepare compared to the rest of the world. We've had time to vaccinate. Like 90% of people have had two vaccinations and 50% of eligible people have had a booster. So that has been a lifesaver for for so many people here and also getting Omicron rather than any of the first um, variants of COVID has helped a lot. So we hope that those factors will mean that there'll be um, yeah, not as much life lost as in other countries that got COVID a lot earlier than we did. So it is a good thing that the um, the virus have come in a bit slow, slower than the rest. It was actually quite novel to hear that Tonga had no vaccine, no infections, uh, virus-free, COVID-free, uh, while the rest of the world were grappling with EDs um, being choked mm-hmm and um, people dying, unfortunately, and mm. having Tonga um, at the forefront of really um, a miracle. Um, and it's so good to hear that um, it's the, the efforts to vaccinate. It's very good to hear that there'd be 90% and with boosters, 50%. Is there a reason why there's only 50% of people um, having their booster? Is it, is it mandated in, in Tonga to have a vaccine? Uh, no, there is no mandate, um, but it's just the progress. Like they're they're at 50% now, and they're still vaccinating. It's just that they a lot of people only had their second COVID vaccine in January, mm. um, so they'll be due soon for their booster. I see. Yeah. So the vaccination program for you guys began um, slightly. In June. Yeah. yeah. It began in. Was it, oh no, April last year, so it's been a year now, I think. Mm, yeah, and the uptake, as you can see, has is, is been good. What sort, of, yeah. um, what sort of uptake have you seen? Yeah, the uptake has been excellent. We're really happy to reach 90% of eligible people and getting two vaccinations, and also they're starting to vaccinate the 5 to 17-year-olds, I think, this week or next week. Um, that's really good progress. Well, that's awesome, and um, I'm so glad to hear that things are kind of say ticking along really well in, in Tonga. And it sounds like you're um, going to be there for the next what five, ten years. What's next for you, Jez? I have no idea. I'll just wait and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think that's a really smart and wise answer. <laughs> Do you see yourself coming back home once the borders are open? Yes, I'd love to visit family, my grandparents and my nieces and a new nephew who's going to be born soon. It will be very nice to be with them and my parents and aunties and uncles and cousins and everybody. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on the show and chatting to us all the way from Tonga. Um, and um, especially after having a long day at work. And uh, thank you for making time to speak to us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mina. Well, until next week, um, everybody, thanks so much for um, ringing. Well, you didn't ring. Thank you so much for... Uh, <laughs> I thought I'll make it to the end of the episode without making a slight mistake, but thanks so much for tuning in and watching and listening. Uh, please take make a comment and let us know what you thought of this interview. Um, just make a comment down below. And uh, if you enjoy this interview, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and... Um, review us please that really help us a lot review on Spotify uh, and like us on Facebook actually no not Facebook just subscribe on YouTube that would be fantastic <laughs> and until next week see you later thanks so much for listening to this week's episode if you liked it would you please share it with a friend if you enjoyed it so much would you please leave us a review and a rating on apple podcasts because that would really help get the message out until next week hairira